Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard. Our guest today is the founder and CEO of College Ready and CR Tutoring and Test Strategies. She is an international speaker and international educational award winner. She has been on Fox, CBS, and NBC, and she is the best-selling author and a member of SOFA and HECA. In 2001 to 2022, her students earned over $17.8 million in scholarships. And to top it all off, she is a mother of her own four young adults. And so she knows what it takes to compete in the top tier schools. And yet she still believes that each student deserves and needs a unique plan in order to have true success in their school curriculum and in life. So welcome, Shelly, to the show. Thank you so much, Wanda. And so I really am excited to dive in and figure out like what it was that you did to get to where you are and how you got that success, but also was still a mom during the process because it's so overwhelming already to just juggle everything and then to also build a career on top of that. So tell us more about how you got started and what that looked like. I love this idea and this topic. What you're doing is fantastic. I I really wish I had this as I was going through the process because I felt so alone. Um, I have a unique um, adulting story in the fact that both my parents were entrepreneurs. So I never saw anybody work nine to five. It was a very odd thing, right? And so I remember when I went to uh, graduate from high school and everybody's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Isn't that what everybody does? (laughs) And so I, you know, just really leaned into what my parents did. And my dad gave me some really wise advice. He said, why don't you go to college for four years, go work for a corporation, learn on their dime, and then start your own business. And I'm like, huh, what a great (laughs) idea. So that's what I did. I went to college and my first job right out of college was corporate America, a fortune 500 company called Procter and Gamble. And what a wonderful company and wonderful experience. They did a great job of allowing me to be a new mom um, because I got to work from home. And this was a long time ago. So it was very forthcoming. Some, some of the things we still do our pantyhose. I'll never forgive them for that. <laughs> but um I did that for eight and a half years where I did the whole corporate thing. Um I was lucky that I had some great support to help with the the kids. But I will be honest, I came home from my 11th airport in one month and my I heard my son call the nanny mommy. Oh. And it was it. I gave my notice the next day. Oh, wow. I I was seriously, I had no idea how absent I was. And even though when I was at home, I was fully present, I guess I just wasn't home as much as I thought I was. And so that was my, I call it my awakening because I really valued being a mom and my mom worked full time. So I guess I was just doing what she did Mm. and didn't think much of it. 
And then as soon as I stopped doing corporate America and was just mom, I was bored to tears. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I just couldn't bring myself to one more play date. Like it was like, ah. So then I found myself in a really odd position. I didn't want to go back to corporate America and work for somebody, but I wasn't ready to just be a full-time mom. And so that's when I started my first business. And it was a beautiful blending. Um, I went back to school and I got my uh, degree in uh, photography. And so I became a professional photographer and I worked when my kids were in school and they never knew I worked for the longest time. They never knew I worked. So I would go to their sporting games and I, I go to their, you know, competitive events and I just always have my cameras. So I was actually working, but they didn't realize that I was making money. Mm -hmm. So being an entrepreneur minded person allowed me to have that balance And so I have been an entrepreneur now for a long time. This is my seventh business. Oh, wow. So it's been quite a a ride. That's incredible. And I'm hearing so many different like pieces that I kind of want to dive into. So first, what an amazing foundation that your parents gave you of just having that um, rhythmic nature already in home of what entrepreneurship looks like and how to structure that. Um, But the other thing that I really like about this is when you noticed that your son called somebody else mommy, it wasn't this, um, dang it, my kid's getting in the way, like, why are they doing this? But it was immediately like, let's go to action, let's make a change. And that can be like debilitating for so many though of like that just that fear of what will that change look like how will we move forward what's going to happen next so how did you navigate that shift from going from this corporate world that's busy and stepping into motherhood like how did you um just mentally cope with that i think it falls back to be having an entrepreneur's mindset i i've always just said I'll make it happen. It, it was never, I'm, I'm sure there was some fear involved, but it was more terrifying to hear my child call some other person mommy. Yeah. So when I think that's what it took for me is just the, I, I didn't have kids to abandon them to a point that they think somebody else is mommy. And um, I, I had a lot of faith. It was a true amount of, you know what, this is not going to happen anymore. So what am I going to do? And it was actually harder deciding to stop being a full-time mom than it was to quit my corporate job. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Most people are like, that doesn't make much sense. And I'm like, well, I felt like I didn't have a choice because in corporate America, there was no you know, uh, part-time work or, you know, back then it was like, there's no opportunity for you to just kind of work sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I knew it was all or nothing. I was traveling way too much. And so it was kind of like, I've got to do this. But when I decided to go back and start a business, that was when I had a little bit of mommy guilt going on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I really, really like that. First off, you really shine a light on how as moms, 
it isn't all about like, oh, I just can't stand my kids. I just got to get out of the house and I just got to do something else. Like there is that natural nurturing instinct that you want to be there with your kids. You want to experience all the little moments with them, but that it's totally fine and wonderful to also be like, this is driving me insane. I want to also go do something else. Like I want to continue to grow myself and my capabilities. So after you go through that transition and you decide like you're going to be a photographer, like what led you to where you are right now? What do you do right now that um, has really been fulfilling? So my current um, corporation that I run is called College Ready. And what that is, is we help students prepare for adulthood. We help them to get clear on their values, their passions, their advocacy, what they want to do, what is their purpose in life. And then if college is part of that, that is the stepping stone to adulthood. So we help them to navigate, to find the perfect social fit, academic fit, and financial fit to graduate without debt and have a return on their investment of time and resources. How does that tie in? Well, my my four kids have all had to go through this process. And it all started when my son was in eighth grade and he came home and he's like, mom, I know exactly what I want to do. And I'm like, really? I know a lot of adults who don't know exactly what they want <laughs> yeah, to do. That's pretty unique. <laughs> He goes, yeah, the the lady from the high school came today and she said that we need to be thinking about it. And I already know I want to be a brain surgeon. And I'm like, of course you do. That's great. (laughs) And then he left and I was like, oh my gosh, did you hear? I like, whoa, I don't know how to do that. And so like everything else I've done, I just decided to do it. And so I went back to school and I got my, my master's and my certification. And I started touring 25 colleges a semester. And when he graduated, he had seven full ride offers and ended up going to Harvard pre-med. So it was just, you know, college ready happened to me, like all of my other careers. And that was, there was this need to help my child navigate a really competitive stressful, overwhelming, whatever you want to call it, expensive. Yes. <laughs> um, I I had to help him because he was getting no help elsewhere. And unfortunately, right, what what do we do as a mom? We're mama bear. You know, <laughs> it's like if I can't find help, then that's me. Tag you're it. And so that's what I did. And when he was he was at his graduation ceremony, a young man sitting next to me goes, dude, I didn't even know that kid was smart. <laughs> I laugh because I'm like, that's brilliant. A totally normal young man going off to do what he wants to do. And now he's an orthopedic surgeon. So it's a really fun place to be because I get to do that for other people's kids now. Oh, that is so cool. I really, really like that. Like, I feel like so many people... Um, me included way, way back in the day when I kind of heard about scholarships, it was like this, oh, great. You have to be one of the really, really smart people that has to have all of the, the connections already. You have to have all these pieces. And, um, and that wasn't me. Like I struggled with so much of school. Like it's, I just kind of banked it off as something like, well, that's not something that will even fit for me, but you really took that and created something that not just your son could benefit from, but other people. And 
I really like it and it really goes along well with entrepreneurship because with entrepreneurship, I've learned over and over and over again, it's not necessarily how to grow money all the time. Sometimes it's just positioning things, how to connect and network with the people that already have that and want to pay it forward to the people that are coming up next and next generation. So that's amazing that you were able to like collaborate all that together and now have a system for other kids to come through. So what would you say then is like moms who are getting ready for their kids to go off into college, what's like the best thing that they can start doing to help their kids be there? So I I almost always get the question, when is the best time to start planning for college? Yes. So I'll just I'll not, I'll check that one off the box and say when your child is mature enough to have a discussion about their future. That is different for every child, as you know, as a mom, right? Yep. All the mommies listening out there, child one and child two are not the same, <laughs> or three, yes. four or five. So it's really when that child is ready. And honestly, my son was ready in fifth grade. We started touring colleges when we would go on vacation. We would just add that as like we would a museum or you know, anything like that. We, this was just something cool to see and to talk about. Oh, cool. And so it was an easy conversation because we would relate it to things that he enjoys. He was very into Harry Potter. So when we went toward Harvard and they had their, um, their common area, it looked like Hogwarts. He was like, wow, this is so great, you know? And so it's just an easy transition. But when it gets real is in middle school. That's when they start getting to a point of who am I and what do I want to do? And they're still probably not sure. So that's when we take them into the the situation of, okay, what, what are your gifts and talents and your strengths and your opportunities? And what can you do with that? And can you make a living doing that? Because unfortunately, our high schools are not preparing students to be financially literate. They have no idea how much $300,000 in debt would feel like, mm -hmm. but a parent sure understands that. <laughs> yeah. So yes. the best time to start is whenever your student is ready to just talk about it in a very fun, easy way. Oh, I love that advice because it's so true that every kid is totally different. And um, I remember when people would ask me when I was like 16, 17 age, and they'd be like, what do you want to do when you graduate? I'm like, I have no idea, like zilch. But my nine-year-old right now, she from the time she could talk, it's like, I want to be a robotics maker. I want to invent things. And she is stuck with that hardcore. And she like knows all the nitty gritty details about how circuits work. And I'm like, I don't know where you came from because I know nothing of that. So it's so true. I love that advice. The other question I have is, um, you mentioned if um, college is the route to get them to where they're wanting to go in. So if college isn't the route, is there another thing that you do to help them in that course as well? Absolutely. So we don't believe that every student has to go to college. That's not what we're about. We're about if that's their path, we want to make it the best path possible. For students who are second guessing it or the ones who want to be an influencer, the ones who want to um, be the next Zuckerberg or whatever that might be. 
we help them to understand if not college, then what? Mm, so that, that's the bit. That's it. Every, yeah, every student I talk to that doesn't want to go to college, I'm like, that's okay. But then what? Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, <laughs> well, at some point you're going to be an adult and you're going to have responsibilities and your parents want to make sure you're ready for those. And so it may just be a gentle conversation if they say, and this has happened, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, that's fabulous. I love entrepreneurs. I've started seven businesses. Let's look at your business plan. And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's when it like gets real. Like, what do you mean? You just don't like play on social media? Like there's something more. And so it's a really empowering conversation because for the first time, they're not hearing somebody say that's a bad idea or a scary Mm -hmm. idea or don't do that. I'm going, yes, that's fabulous. But what are you doing about it? And that's when college seems really easy because there's a plan to get to college. Like there's a, a, a known how you do it. Being an entrepreneur, as you know, there is no one way of doing it. And yes. there's a lot of highs and lows and it is not for every student. And so we talk a lot about, about their core values. If they value security of income, being an entrepreneur would be terrifying for them. <laughs> <Right>? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's just the reality being an entrepreneur. There's the high highs and then there's the not so high highs. But nobody wants to talk about those hard conversations with a strong-headed 15, 16, or eight-year-old. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's I love this idea, though, because one, it empowers the kids to know, like, adults is taking them seriously, that their dreams is not put, they don't have to put them on hold. It's not silly. It's not outrageous. Like, this is possible. Let's make it work. But the other thing I really like is I feel like so many people are feel like they have to be polarized in one way or the other. Like they either have to feel strongly of, oh, college is the worst thing and you should never go through that system or college is the only way. Don't do other things. It's not safe. (laughs) And so I love that it really is about making them a game plan and that that's just so unique. So what, um, what kind of successes or things that you, in the, in those lows that you've talked about that you've had to fall back on, to make it all worthwhile to keep yourself going in those hard moments as a mom and entrepreneurship and balancing everything. What has kept you going? So I would say probably number one is making my, my kids proud. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge motivator for me is I want to always set the bar for them to have highs and lows. You know, one thing I tell students all the time is, or I ask them, how many times have you failed? And they're like, I've never failed. I don't want to fail. Why would I fail? You know, it's like this weird concept to them. And I'm like, being an entrepreneur, that is day in and day out. Like you just have to be tenacious. And so I would say that right there is my ability to just say, well, that was great learning. What will I take from that? And what will I never do again? And that's what I want my children to see. Because as you know, being married is not always perfect roses and sunshine, but you have to be tenacious. 
practice yes. or, you know, to, to play a sport or to ha- own a home or there's, it's, life is not perfect. Yeah. And so watch, having your children watch you pick yourself up, move yourself forward, you know, be real. I, I'm probably very honest, probably to a fault with them and say, you know what, today was a tough day, but tomorrow's better. And that is reassuring them that if they, if, and when they fail, they know it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I love that. I love that so much. That is something I'm passionate about that as parents, it is our, I feel like it is our obligation to be real with our kids, to show them like, this was a hard day. You do not have to have it all together all the time because they need that permission for themselves. Exactly what you're saying of it is okay to, when you fall down, know that that is not the end. Pick yourself up and keep moving forward. So that is beautiful. Oh, thank you. So right now then with your business and what is going on that you're really excited about with your life, with business going on with your kids, what's happening for you? So my youngest just left for college, my stepdaughter, my Italian exchange student just went back to Italy. And so for the first time in 28 years, (laughs) I don't have a child at home. (sighs) I will tell you, I am so excited, not because they're not here, but because they're doing so well. Yeah. That, That to me, like people say, aren't you sad? I would be sad if they were on my couch doing drugs like that. That would be sad. (laughs) I would be sad. But you know, one's an orthopedic surgeon, the other's a pediatric ER nurse, two are in college. I mean, what would I be sad about? For the first time, I get to celebrate my hard work as being a mom. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I love that. Ah, so what is it right now in your business? Like, what are you trying to grow or work towards right now that um, is exciting for you now that you're an empty nester? So my business has always been very blended with my family. And we, it's just, it's just something that it's really my passion. My, my passion is to help a million families get into college and graduate debt free. So I'm on that mission when I was a mom and probably more so now because I have a a lot less commitment. But what I'm really excited about for my business is scholarship opportunities for families who just feel stuck. They feel like I make too much money to get need-based and not enough money. They feel like this middle tier of I'm stuck. I can't. I can't afford for my kid to go to college. And yet I'm the government thinks I make too much money. <laughs> They're my happy people to help because they mm. just don't know what they don't know. Yes. And that's the goal of college ready is to help them understand there are 13 colleges that are tuition free, oh tuition free, but nobody talks about them because they're not in the most prominent areas or the most brand name schools. Yeah. But it's still a great college degree without having to go into debt. And yet everybody just wants to just blame the colleges for people who pick the wrong major. That's, that's something you do as a person. (laughs) Colleges don't make you change your majors. So (laughs) I really take and help students empower what do they want? Because it's the first time in their life they really get to choose where do they want to live, where do they want to study, what career 
what what is their purpose yeah. and it is a it was so much fun to hear what some of these students have on their minds it's it's interesting <laughs> I bet it's probably really fun to see like at first the ones that are like, I really don't know. And you get to help sculpt and like show them different ways of modeling what they want to create and seeing that creation process. Mm -hmm. I bet that's super incredible The um, I got to ask with now an empty nester and looking back on your life, like what is it that worked really well and also the flip side of what do you wish you would have known that you could have done differently for the people who are listening and want want those tools (laughs) I think um showing my children that you that I could balance work and family successfully was super important for their success because now they both go into life feeling that they can do it yeah and that just is empowering, right? So for me, sharing that, you know, setting boundaries, mom has to go do this for two hours and then we get to go do this. Yeah. And it was a give and take. I'll be at your this and then we have to do this. And so they got to see it modeled. And I think that was a huge thing. And it allowed me to be fully present with them and still have me time, (laughs) intellectual stimulating conversations, those type of things I valued. So regrets are things that I would have done differently. Um, I think for me, my kids, I, I wanted them to go in one school system all the way through. That was my dream for them. Um, and then I saw the reality of what was happening. So I had to move them to a different school. Had I got to do it over again, I would have supplemented differently without pulling them thinking it was the school's fault. They wanted to move my son ahead of grade. And I, I just didn't think that was the right solution. So I said, fine, if you can't handle it, I'll put him in another school hindsight, I should have just left them there and supplemented with other opportunities. So I would say, you know, really, um, those hard decisions as a parent, you want what's right for your kid, but you don't know the future. Yeah. So socially, it was hard for my kids to move to another school. And they could have ultimately not had to deal with that. But you know what? It also taught them a lot of life lessons. Yeah. So good. The The other thing I'm hearing from that experience too is what you've created now is you are an incredible resource for people to be able to come and learn about those different things that, that parents don't know. Like there are so many educational options out there that I know I do not know. No, I'm not aware of, and I don't even know where to get started of what to Google, what to search, what to, what companies to go to. And it's so helpful for somebody who's already created a a roadmap multiple times, but also done it themselves with their own kids and experience like what it's like to go through it. So what an incredible, incredible example. And so thank you so much for what you're doing. So um, two more questions. One, for the parents listening, what... If they're wanting to empower their kids to fill that drive of what they want to do and 
they're just getting started. There has to be that initial conversation of um, just preparing for the future. How can parents navigate that? What can they do to make that be a fun, natural thing into their life and not this like crazy overwhelming, you have to decide at this moment or your life is over. (laughs) I love that you asked that question. Community service. That's it right there. Serve next to your child and watch their gifts come out. Some of them are going to be super shy and really like go inward before they go outward. But some of them are going to just love the idea of leaning into helping maybe a child in need or serving adults or the elderly. What you're doing for them is not only showing them compassion and and love and, and being a good person, but you're saying, I believe you can do this. Yeah. yeah. And it is such a great thing because that allows you, you know, today you were really good at talking to strangers. I am so proud of, you know, and you have those, those opening questions. So when they start to think, can I leave the house? Of course I can. I was very successful. And they have that confidence all by serving their community. Oh, I love that. It, it doesn't just give like that empowering feeling that you're talking about, but it also gives back to the community for one. But there was a key point that you put in there that makes such a difference. And I hadn't ever heard it phrased that way, but instead of, you didn't say put your kids in community, you said serve alongside your kids in community service. And I think that alone is a huge game changer because it it can feel like, oh, this is just another thing that I have on my plate. But if you can turn it into a bonding family experience, that's incredible. So oh, I love, I love that advice. Um, the other question is if people are listening and they're wanting to know more about college ready, wanting to get involved with that, what's the best way for them to contact you and get started? So I do, um, or I will offer your listeners a free discovery call, 30 minutes to ask any questions they want. I've talked to people who were pregnant and wanted to create a plan. So never too early, never too late. The other thing is I would love to gift them a free copy of my best-selling book, How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind or Your Money. And that to get that book, you go to freebook.collegereadyplanplan.com. So freebook.collegereadyplan.com. And it gives you a roadmap starting from middle school of questions to have a conversation about the things that are important to your child and how to link them to their future. Oh, that's incredible. Thank you so much. And so all listeners here listening right now, like take advantage of this opportunity because this is incredible. And even if it is just the beginning step and it seems overwhelming, just taking this first step of getting started on that roadmap and having these kinds of conversations with our kids helps them to not feel so overwhelmed about what's coming and the unknown. So thank you so much, Shelly, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. 
This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all and we will see you next time.